Welcome to the Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, today in just five minutes, we are going to get an idea of what 2023 is going to look like. Maybe uh, some of the trends that affect how we live, where we live, and even the way we do business. That's right. The reams of census data released in 2022 might have given us a clearer idea of where we're coming from, but figuring out where we're going needs an expert's help. Demographer Mark McCrindle is the principal of McCrindle and an advisor to boards and committees across Australia. Mark, welcome to Fear and Greed. Good to be with you guys. Let's start with where we live. 12 months ago, we talked about the trend away from cities towards regional areas and lifestyle locations. Has that continued over the past 12 months? And what do you think will happen in the next couple of years? It has continued very strongly. Not only the growth of our regional cities, but the growth of our smaller capitals. Uh, We've got Hobart that's still rolling on with growth, Perth growing well, Adelaide has had quite an increase and of course the story really has been southeast Queensland that is just rolling forward with growth. Meanwhile, Victoria and New South Wales have in the last 12 months continued with their net loss internal migration wise and that's really a story of Sydney and Melbourne losing more people than they're gaining. So that trend continues on the shift to regions and the smaller capitals. What's that mean for house prices then? Because most of us live in capital cities. What does it mean for the value of our land? Well, it means that that there's a bit more of a balance of our population and with that of the value of our prices. So we're getting still a, a big you know, increase, a big separation between a capital city house like Sydney and Melbourne and, and the rest of the nation. But the differentials are getting a bit less just because we're seeing in some regions a faster increase in house price than we've seen in the capitals. All of it is a bit subdued. And in this year ahead, I think with uh, some continued interest rate challenge and cost of living challenge, maybe even some uncertain economic times. I think that we'll see fairly sluggish growth. But nonetheless, we're seeing good opportunities in in the regions and in capitals uh, that, that Australians weren't as much focused on. What about what other trends are you seeing in population? How should we think about migration, for example? Well, that's back on now, which is great to see, but it's about 50% below what it was pre-pandemic. So borders are open, the flows are in. In fact, there's quite a push to get those overseas students back, to get the skilled workers into Australia. There's shortfalls in employment wherever we look. And so that's going to continue to drive that motivation towards bringing the overseas migration back. But Pre-pandemic, we were seeing about 340,000 net growth annually through migration. Uh, we're seeing closer to the 200,000 over the last little while. So it'll take it'll take a while to get back, probably a few years to get back to the full growth. But when it does get back, uh, we'll be back overall to the population growth we we knew over the last decade, a couple of percentage points. We're only growing at just over one percent now, so it's fairly modest population growth in Australia. Now, something we talked about last year was the changing attitude to cash. And I've just always thought that no one uses cash. In fact, I never have cash and my kids ask me for cash all the time and I say, I don't have it. Is that, but, but I was reading somewhere that there's a bit of a changing attitude to cash. Well, it is, it is bouncing back a little bit since the pandemic because it doesn't have the same hygiene focus. However, it's sort of been a declining 
reality you know as we've moved to more digital payments for both convenience for 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 ease of interaction uh because we don't carry a wallet as much we've got the digital payments on the phone so for all of those reasons cash has been declining it had a precipitous drop in covid when a lot of businesses said hey no cash at all we we can't have any contact it's come back a little bit from that so that might be the rise but it's a small bounce back amidst a longer term trend of cash declining Okay. And then sort of taking that a little further, how people think about money too, because again, there's been some discussion about how Generation Alpha, which uh, anyone born from 2010, how they think about money differently to my generation, for example. And I'm not a boomer, by the way, I'm not a boomer just <laughs> after that. Well, exactly. Gen X, like like myself, and definitely we do bring that structured thinking to, to money and uh, whether it be in cash form or whether it be digital or any other form, we place value on it, not so much the youngest generation. I mean, they've grown up in a world of the virtual and you know, we've got the, the metaverse, we've got virtual currency, NFTs, cyber and the like. And you know that's not just some far off thing. I mean, this is a generation that spent virtual currency on V-Bucks in their in their mm. video games to buy skins or battle passes. So they're already used to interacting with virtual currency for virtual purchases in a metaverse type immersive environment. So definitely the concept of money is changing with this next generation. Interesting. Mark, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Great to chat, guys. That was demographer Mark McCrindle. Michael, I've never spent a V-Buck in my life, I've got to tell you, but I'm feeling a bit bad because I haven't. Well, I just love the fact that you're using the cashless society as a reason not to give your kids any money. That's right. <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, we should start the uh, the Fear and Greed Parenting Podcast, Parenting with Sean Aylmer. Oh, my More God. tips on the way that you can uh, avoid giving your kids cash. Mm, yeah. Although they've all got bank accounts now, so, you know, it doesn't really work that well. They just say put it straight into the account. You just have to transfer it straight over yep. so you don't even yep. get the feeling, the satisfaction of handing over the money and having to actually uh, hear them say, thanks, Dad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Now, look, Sean, there's, there's plenty more to cover with Mark, so I think we're going to have to do a part two. So thank you very much, Sean. Thanks, Michael. That's it for today. Make sure you hit follow on the podcast. There's a new episode every day, regular business news back from January 16. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. 